the top 100 fairy tales your pets, your kids, and you should listen to. Recording by Nuprosta. The boy who wanted more cheese. Klaus van Bommel was a Dutch boy, 12 years old, who lived where cows were plentiful. He was over 5 feet high, weighed 100 pounds, and had rosy cheeks. His appetite was always good, and his mother declared his stomach has no bottom. His hair was of a color of halfway between a carrot and a sweet potato. It was as, it was as thick as reeds in a swamp and was cut level from one to one ear to another. Klaus stood in a pair of timber shoes that made an awful rattle when he ran fast to catch a rabbit or scuffed slowly along to school over the brick road of his village. In summer, Klaus was dressed in a rough blue line and blues. In winter, he wore woolen breeches as wide as coffee bags. They were called bell trousers, and in shape were like a couple of cowbells turned upwards. These were buttoned on a thick warm jacket. Until he was five years old, Klaus was dressed like his sisters. Then, on his birthday, he had both clothes, with two pockets in them, of which he was proud enough. Klaus was a farmer's boy. He had rye bread and fresh milk for breakfast. At dinner time, beside cheese and bread, he was given a plate hippet with boiled potatoes. Into this, into, into this he first plunged a fork and then dipped each round, white bowl into a bowl of hot melted butter. Very quickly then the potato and butter disappeared down the red lane. At supper he had bread and skim milk left after the cream had been taken off, with a saucer to make butter. Twice a week the children enjoyed the bowl of bunny clubber or carrots with a little brown sugar sprinkled on the top. But every meal there was cheese, usually in thin slices, which the boy thought not thick enough. When Klaus went to bed he usually fell asleep as soon as his shock of yellow hair touched the pillow. In summertime he slept till the birds began to sing at dawn. In winter, when the bed felt warm and Jack Frost was lively, he often heard the cows talking in their way before he jumped out of his bag of straw, which served for a mattress. The band brummels were not rich, but everything was shining clean. There was always plenty to eat at the Van Bummel's house. Stacks of rye bread, a yard long and thicker than a man's arm, stood on one end in the corner of the cool stone-lined basement. The loaves of dough were put in the oven once a week. Baking time was a great event at the Van Bommels, and no man folks were allowed in the kitchen on that day unless they were called in to help. As for the milk pails and pans, felt or emptied, scrubbed or set in the sun every day to dry, and the cheese piled up in the pantry, they seemed sometimes enough to feed a small army. But Klaus always wanted more cheese. In other ways, he was a good boy, obedient at home, always ready to work on the cow farm and diligent in school. But at the table he never had enough. Sometimes his father laughed and asked him if he had a well or a cave under his jacket. Klaus had three younger sisters, Trintje, Anneke and Sartje, which is Dutch for Kate, Annie and Sally. These, their father and mother, who loved them dearly, 
called her orange blossoms, but when at dinner Klaas would keep on dipping his potatoes into the hot butter, while others were all th through, his mother would laugh and call him the buttercup. But always Klaas wanted more cheese, when unusually greedy, she tweeted him as a boy worse than a butter and eggs, that is, as troublesome as the yellow and wild plant, called toad flocks, is to the farmer very pretty, but nothing but a weed. One summer evening, after a good scalding, which he deserved well, Klaus moped and almost crying went to bed in bad humor. He had teased each one of his sisters to give him her bit of cheese, and this added to his own slice, made his stomach feel as heavy as lead. Klaus' bed was in, up in the garret. When the house was first built, one of the red tiles of the roof had been taken out and another one, made of glass, was put in its place. In the morning, this gave the boy light to put on his clothes. At night, in fair weather, it supplied air to his room. A gentle breeze was blowing from the pine woods on the sandy slope not far away. So Klaas climbed up on the stoat and sniffed the sweet piney odors. He thought he saw lights dancing under the tree. One limb seemed to approach his roof hole and coming near played round the chimney. Then it passed to and fro in front of him. It seemed to whisper in his ear as it moved by. It looked very much as if hundred fire fireflies had united their cold light into one lamp. Then Glad thought that the strange beings bore the shape of a lovely girl, but he only laughed at himself at the idea. Pretty soon, however, he thought the whisper became a voice. Again, he laughed so heartily that he forgot his moping and the scalding his mother had given him. In fact, his eyes twinkled with delight when the voice gave this invitation. There is plenty of cheese, come with us. To make sure of it, the sleepy boy now rubbed his eyes and cocked his ears. Again, the light beard spoke to him. Come. Could it be? He had heard all people of the ladies of the wood what that whispered and warned travelers. In fact, he himself had often seen the fairies ring in the pine woods. To this, the flame lady was inviting him. Again and again, the moving, cold light circled round the red tile roof which the moon, then rising and peeping over the chimneys, seemed to turn the silver plates. As the disk rose high in the sky, he could hardly see the moving light that had looked like a lady, but the voice, no longer a whisper, as at first, was now even plainer. There is plenty of cheese. Come with us. I'll see what it is anyhow, said Klaus as he drew his thick woolen stockings and prepared to go downstairs and out without waking a soul. At the door he stepped into the wooden shoes. Just then the car cat purred and rubbed against his shins. He jumped, for he was scared, but looking down for a moment he saw the two balls of yellow fire in her head and knew what they were. Then he sped to the pine woods and towards the fairy ring. What an odd night! At first, Klaus thought it was a circle of big, big fireflies. Then he saw clearly that there were dozens of pretty creatures, hardly as large as dolls, but as little as crickets. They were as full of light as if lamps had wings. 
hand in hand, they flitted and danced around the ring of grass as if this was fun. Hardly had Klaus got over of his first surprise, then of a sudden he felt himself surrounded by the fairies. Some of the strongest among them had left the main party in the circle and come to him. He felt himself pulled by their dainty fingers. One of them, the loveliest of all, whispered in his ear, Come, you must dance with us. Then a dozen of pretty creatures murmured in chorus, Plenty of cheese here, plenty of cheese here, plenty of cheese here, come, come, come. Upon this, this heels of glass seems as light as a feather. In a moment, with both hands clasped in those of the fairies, he was dancing in high glee. It was as much fun as if he were at the kermis with a row of boys and girls, hand in hand, swinging along the streets, as Dutch maids and youth do during kermis week. Klaus had no time to look hard at the fairies, for he was too full for the fun. He danced and danced all night, and until the sky in the east began to turn, first gray and then rosy. Then he tumbled the down, tired up, and fell asleep. His head lay on the inner curve of the fairy ring with his feet in the center. Klaus felt very happy, for he had no sense of being tired, and he did not know he was asleep. He thought his fairy partners, who had danced with him, were now waiting on him to bring him cheeses. With a golden knife, they sliced them off and fed him out of their own hands. How good it tasted! He thought now he could and would eat all the cheese he had longed for all his life. There was no mother to scald him, or daddy to shake his finger at him. How delightful! But by and by he wanted to stop eating and rest a while. His jaws were tired, his stomach seemed to be loaded with cannonballs, he gasped for breath. But the fairies would not let him stop, for Dutch fairies never get tired. Flying out of the sky from the north, south, east and west, they became bringing cheese. These they dropped down around him until the piles of the round masses threatened at first to enclose him with the wall and then to overtop him. There were the red balls from Edom, the pink and yellow fears from Gouda, and the gray loaf-shaped one from Leiden. Down through the vista of sand, in the pine woods, he looked and, oh, horrors! There were the tallest and strongest of the fairies rolling along the huge, round, flat cheese from Friesland. Any one of this was as big as a cartwheel and would fit it a regiment. Then fairies trundled the heavy disc along, as if they were playing with hoops. They shouted hilariously, as with a pine stick they beat them forward like boys at play. Farm cheese, factory cheese, Altmar cheese, and to crown all cheese from Limburg, which class never could bear because of its strong odor. Soon the cakes and balls were heaped so high around him the boy, as he looked up, felt like a, a frog in a well. He groaned when he thought the high cheese walls were tottering to fall on him. Then he screamed, but the fairies thought he was making music. They not being human, don't know how a boy feels. At last, with a stick slice in one hand and a big hunk in another, he could eat no more cheese, though the fairies, led by their queen standing on one side, 
or hovering over his head, still urged him to take more. At this moment, while afraid that he was pursed, Klaus saw the pile of cheeses, as big as house, topple over. The heavy mass fell inwards upon him. With a scream of terror, he thought himself crushed as flat as the Friesland cheese. But he wasn't. Waking up and rubbing his eyes, he saw the red sun rising on the sand dunes. Birds were singing, and the cocks were crawling all around them, in chorus, as if saluting him. Just then also the village clock chimed out the hour. He felt his clothes. They were wet with dew. He set up to look around. There were no fairies, but in his mouth was a bunch of grass, which he had been chewing lustily. Klaus never would tell the story of his night with the fairies, nor has yet settled the question whether they left him because the cheese house of his dream had fallen, or because daylight had come. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. If you learned something fun from the fairy tale, please tell us in comments.